you know, Nathan, I won't imagine asking any person from your area of the world if you would like to eat dog. You know, honestly, I don't. I can't imagine myself asking you. <laughs> no, I've, I've never been like, asked it, and I don't know anyone yeah. in Australia who would ask it because yeah. it's just understood that you know yeah, no one in Australia would eat it. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. In this episode, we're going to talk about beef first. We will, we will unshock you. This is Unshocked. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Unshocked, the program where we peel away the layers that obscure the reasons behind cultural practices that somehow induce culture shock in different people. We're here to provide uh, enlightenment so somehow we all live together more easily. Let me just introduce you to our episode's participants. Again, this is me, Reggie, and Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hello, Reggie. Yeah. It's uh, good to be with you again. <laughs> um, the last time we were talking about Filipino culture and comparing it to Western culture, now we're moving on, and we're going to tackle another uh, question. For the meantime, that question will be posed by myself. In the future, we'll be getting questions from our audiences. Yeah, just to start things off for the first few episodes, we're the ones who are going to sort of curate our own questions for now. And so, let's just hear it out. Hello, my name is Reggie, and I'm from the Philippines. I actually have a question about India. Whenever I come across the expression, there are no sacred cows, it sort of reminds me that over in India, cows are pretty much sacred. I've heard of stories where cows can cross the road and traffic has to stop. Can American fast food operate over there? And how about tourists who do have to bring in items made out of cow leather? So if anybody could explain it, I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Today we have a special guest. Uh, his name is Father Jacob. It's so great to have someone here with us who lived that culture. First of all, Father, is it okay if you could just tell us a bit about yourself, your background, Father? Okay. I am actually Jacob Nyali. Okay, I am from Kerala, India. I, I, yes. I was born and grew up there, and I studied my priesthood. During my priesthood, also, I studied Ayurveda, Indian medicine. Oh, oh, Ayurveda. 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 And I used to practice it when I was in India. Then so, I was invited by the bishop in the Philippines to come here to assist him for his pastoral ministry. Then I founded Sandy Ayurveda Clinic and Research Center in Mandaluyo. Oh, a clinic. A research center to introduce Ayurveda in the Philippines. And I started the clinic, and I attended more or less about 7,000 patients now. Uh, because Ayurveda 
is a kind of medical uh, philosophy or am I, am I getting that right? Uh, okay. Correct. Ayurveda is a Indian medicine. It's a system oh. of treatment actually. Maybe more medicine in Ayurveda than in the conventional medicine. And send your question to that cow. They are worshipping cow and it is mainly by Hindus. Uh, Indians who adhere to Hinduism. Is that correct? Is that correct? When we say actually religion, Hindu actually is not a religion, it's a practice. Because they, they are called Hindus because it's not because of the religion, because they pass through Sindhu River or Hindu River. They call it Hindu River because the patients you know, pronounce Sindhu. It's a Sindhu Sindh. River. But British came before that. It... Yeah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember from history that it was the, the British. They could not pronounce Sa, so they called it Hindu. Hindu River. Oh. So okay. those who passed to the Hindu river are called Hindus. Uh, the, the word Hindu recalls the river, Hindu. Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. It recalls the river. And by way of uh, changing pronunciation, because of the British, it became Hindu. Or... Correct. The identified Hindus are the ones who venerate cows. They are majority population in India, actually. Would you give us an idea of what is the root of this veneration, Father? Uh, this started actually 7th century, 7th century BC. The 7th century, yes. It started the veneration of the cows. It is actually not because this, um, cow is a god or goddess, but uh -huh. it is because of the importance of cow in the life of man. It, it's not because the cow is a god. No, it's not really because of that. When people say normally... Uh, Hinduism is a polytheistic. So many millions of gods are there. No? Actually, the real in the reality, in the philosophy, there is only one god. And in uh -huh. the Rig Veda, in the base, the first Veda, it is mentioned or defined God as one without a second. No name. It's only like, like a monotheistic. You know, there's only correct, one god. Correct, correct. The basic is that. Then lately came so many gods and so on as a practice of the people. Like we are saints in maybe in Christianity, and sages they became gods like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the basically, actually, we got the philosophy of India. We can see that it's not actually polytheistic. Polytheistic because of the practices, devotions came in. For uh -huh. example, sun is a god, moon is a god. There are so many things came in like that, and they made us a god. As I understand it. There is only one God, but it has many has many representations or appearances. There is a perception that there are different gods. Am I getting that sort of Correct. right? Oh. And this cow is considered as a vehicle of a goddess. Cow is a vehicle of a goddess. Tathatraya is the name of the goddess. Cow is the go of the vehicle. Wait up, this is Reggie. And at around this portion, Father Jacob's audio encountered some transmission problems. So I'll just give a rundown of what he explained. According to Father Jacob, in the earliest writings of Hindu philosophy, there is only one God who has no name. But over time, the Hindus began to have devotions. Much like how Christians have devotions, 
to patron saints. And because of these devotions, Hindu belief evolved to regard the objects of these devotions as gods themselves. So, for example, because of the devotion to the sun or the moon, there came to be a sun god and a moon god. Father Jacob further explains that the cow is actually not worshipped as a god. In Hindu belief, cows were the vehicle of the gods, which I understand to mean that certain gods needed the cow to transport them from place to place. But let's return to Father at this point so he can explain better. What in the importance of cow is actually important in the life of man. For example, cow has a four other and four nipples. For example, uh, cow has an other and four nipples. Yeah, okay. Four yeah. nipples, no, four nipples. And these four nipples they are connected to four objectives of human life. Oh, the four objectives. Uh-huh. Artha, kama, dharma, kama. mosha. Okay. Uh, artha, kama, dharma, mosha. So, so this artha like, means we need wealth to live. As long as we are living in this world, we need wealth. We need material things. So that is called artha. We need to be happy. Second, we need kama. Kama means pleasure. Oh, Even ple- you are doing this because you are a pleasure doing that. Pleasure. Ple- oh, kama. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. kama. Yeah, kama sutra. Ple- kama pleasure. Sutra. <laughs> yeah, pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Pleasure. We need pleasure in our life. Yeah. Second object. The third object is a dharma. Dharma. Dharma means principles of life. There are okay, five that... principles. Mm-hmm. Satyagraha, Ahimsa, Brahmachari, Astaya, Abhigraha. These are the five principles of life. Panchagarma, Dharma means five principles equivalent to Ten Commandments. So it's sort of parallel somehow or analogous to Ten Commandments. So the human life is actually to be happy forever. In this world, in the coming world, there are four things needed. Number one, we need wealth. Second, we need a pleasure. Number wealth three, we have to pleasure. follow the principles of life. The then we reach heaven. And then you reach heaven. Uh, heaven. Like four, four important objectives that are represented or reflected in the four nipples of correct, cow. Correct. Yeah. So cow is important in our human life. And it is milk for our life. And it is a part of the family. Cow is actually part of the family. You don't hurt that cow because it's a part of the family. Excuse me, Father. I would just like to ask Nathan some... Because in Newcastle, they have many cows. I see a lot of cows in Newcastle. Yes. So, Nathan, yeah, how do you normally regard cows? I mean, did this sort of give you a different view in... When you see that cows are somehow a reflection or it sort of contains a philosophy. for uh, They're farm animals and we like to eat them. That's how we regard cows. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here in Australia, in, in Newcastle, um, plenty of cows and they usually wind up on our dinner plate. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just like to paint a picture of how it is in that part of the country because there are lots of grassland where cows can actually graze. Yes, so, w- so when you travel there, you would see cows grazing there uh, because they're part of a farm. So that, that's how I remember it. Father, uh, again, uh, back to what you were uh, saying about cows. So 
they're not actually worshipped as a god. I just want to make that clear. No, that is really misinterpretation. Yeah, it's a misunderstanding. Uh, it's yeah, a wrong interpretation. Correct. They are part of the family. So Correct. when I normally I, I I'm from the Philippines. Okay, let, let me get just get it straight out there again. So so Nathan is from Australia. I'm from the Philippines, and Father uh, is from Kerala, India. Uh, when I say an animal is part of the family, it's normally a dog or a cat or a chicken. Chickens here are part of the family because they're yeah. they use chickens for your cockfights. So yeah. chickens are actually taken care of in many households here like a part yeah. of the family. Yeah. But in India, you're saying that cows are a part of the family. I mean, they live with the, in the households and... For, for example, yes. in India, most of the houses have a, a cow. Most of the households have milk. Corn milk. For Every milk. day they can milk and they give the whole family can have the milk every day. Okay, okay. okay. Fresh milk, fresh milk. The same manner, if you have a cow, you can, there is no problem the, the preparing the food. You can, you can have yogurt, you can go butter, you can ghee. Milk from cows is okay to drink. Uh, the other one is ghee. Uh, ghee. Ghee is a purified butter. Oh, it's a butter. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I, I just wanted to... Yeah. And the urine, and also used for some medicinal. Oh, the urine. The, the, the you know, in, in slang, the, the pee. <laughs> so somehow the in urine men, of the cow can be used. For as example, a, for some, some ointments we prepare using uh, cow urine for the, for the ointment. For external use, so and milk also use medicinal, ghee also medicinal. You've somehow mentioned cow's milk, the ghee, yeah. and yeah. cow urine. Okay, okay. Yeah, the cow urine also. It's cow urine means the the cow manure, cow manure, fresh. Oh, cow manure. Cow oh. manure is something to worry about to take taking by your hand. It is uh -huh. clean, fresh. Uh, cow, uh, cow manure. Cow, cow manure, yeah, and it is used. To for the for the flooring in the house over the floors <laughs> of houses you can use <laughs> the fresh, fresh cow manure. Correct, oh, cow manure okay. you can dilute it and make it like a, a concentrated foam, and then you can put it on the on the floor. Then you mix it and it'll dry. It's very clean. Before ah. people are using before the tiles and tiles and the marbles and came out. They are using this cow and this uh, cow manure, fresh one, not the old one, the fresh one. They take it and uh, mix the water and apply on the on the floor of the house. So fresh cow manure, fresh. That's important. Yeah. You know, it's fresh because yeah. it's clean. You Correct. mix it with water and it can be made into the floor of the house. Correct. Correct. So it's like you have a steady supply of flooring. If you have a cow in the house, because you, they'll yeah. always produce manure. Wait, wait. I just want to put this to Nathan. <laughs> how, how do you see cow manure, mate? <laughs> <laughs> do you see any no. use for it somehow uh, in, in Australia? Take our hands. It did not happen. It did not happen. Not in Australia, no. We, um, <laughs> what uh, do you do with the... It's not a it's not a popular flooring choice in Australia. <laughs> um, well, yeah. well, 
I don't know if you can use that as fertilizer. Can you use that as fertilizer? That's, I mean, that's true. The it's about the only, um, you know, kind of use that would useful. be considered useful in Australia. You know, it's sort of, it's bagged up and then you, you buy it in a bag and, yeah, you can put it on your garden, make your plants oh, okay. grow. So it does, have, it does have that use, but that's <laughs> it, about it. It is, a, it is a best organic manure. Uh, fresh cow manure, aside from having to be used as flooring can also be used for other stuff like okay you can make it uh, like like a like a bread and they dry it then there uh -huh. is a the season they can keep it and they can use the firewood for cooking maybe for, or... for, for cooking or to make warm in the house they can use it as a firewood i never knew that <laughs> nathan okay when you say when you think about something to put in your hearth you think of wood, right? <laughs> I have heard of manure being used as as a um, fuel before. Um, not common in this country, but yeah, I've, I've heard of it before. And when I um, travelled in Bangladesh, they would take cow dung and form it around sticks. It's kind of like a bit of a, a poo kebab, I guess, and they put that in the in the fire to to um, get their staves going, and yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to our program. If you're enjoying our discussion so far, please do click, tap, or smash those like, follow, or subscribe buttons, whichever may be at hand. We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. We've only just started getting everyone unshocked, so get ready. And now, back to our program. Let me be honest here. You may, you may be well aware of this, Father, right? I mean, in the Philippines, yeah. cows are not usually seen as a source of uh, milk or flooring. Or... Actually, we have cows in the Philippines, but you can't buy fresh cow's milk just anywhere. We, we don't have cows in, in many households for milk. Yeah, the, the cows in the Philippines are actually only for the meat. Not for the milk. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. But in uh, India, it uh, is yes, a yes. meat. Meat is a meat, is, but in the second important, the first importance is milk. So the first importance in India is, is the milk. And yeah, that's a milking cow. And uh, almost all the houses have one, one cow. It, with such a high regard for cows. Is it true about the stories I hear that when when cows are at the roadsides or they're crossing the roads or in the middle of traffic, they're treated like um, very important persons, you know? You have to avoid hurting them in any way. Uh, that is, that that is that... correct because in certain areas, yes, yes. they actually they believe that he is considered as a mother. Oh, they're, they're considered as mothers. So they respect. Okay. Not all over India, but in certain areas, there is extreme devotion. So it's not necessarily all over India, but in just certain yeah, areas. Certain areas, yeah. So it's really true that as a tourist, I should really take care because I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the funny uh, stories about cow tipping. Would you know that, <laughs> Father? It's an urban legend. Nobody can really tell if it's true, but supposedly if you get drunk, you allegedly can go into a pasture where there are cows. Uh, it's sort of like a dare. 
you try to go to a cow and try to tip it over. You know, you push it so that it lands on his side. People keep saying that you can't really do that because a cow would be too heavy. But I I think that some people do try. I'm not sure about that, Nathan. Do you have anything about cow tipping? In- I've I've heard of it. Um, I don't think it's a, a real Australian thing, although I dare say probably some people in Australia would be dumb enough to try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, some there's enough would try. Yeah, there's enough people in Australia who drink a lot, so you know, I'm sure there would be <laughs> some people who were uh, absolutely drunk that would go out and do something stupid like that. You know, it's not a real, it's not a cultural, it's not a cultural tradition, but um, I think it's more an American thing. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's it. an American joke or something yes, like that. Is, yeah. yeah, I've seen it in a, a movie. I can't remember which movie it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where I saw it, and yeah, the characters uh, were were drunk when they did it. Yeah, it's a sort of a college, college, yeah, it's, like, you know, it's like a boy type thing that they do. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a dare that you sort exactly, of want your friends to try. Yes, attitudes like that. that you, you're telling me that those sort of attitudes are not really welcome among the Hindus who. You know, they, they, they treat cows as a part of their family. So uh, you can't really uh, treat them like any, the way you probably treat uh, other animals that you probably scare away, like, like you yeah. know, stray cats or, you know, stray dogs, yeah. you know. Yeah. So when, when someone sees maybe a visitor maltreating a cow, I mean, that's really disrespectful. Uh, is there any penalty to the visitor? Uh, does the visitor? No, normally it is not happening because of the cows are there not going to that esteem. Okay, so normally the visitors. Normally really... there is no incident like that. Oh, so so normally you know. Yeah. The visitors are very respectful. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Nathan. When was the last time you heard a cow being hurt or injured in Australia and someone had to? get sanctioned or punished because of uh, um, the abuse well, somehow? Not, well, I mean, there are animal rights activists in Australia. Yes, yes, and, animal rights. Um, you know, they've sort of a bit extreme and, you know, not so long ago, some of them marched on a, on a few farms and things like that. And they, they want Australians to stop eating meat and, you know, stop selling cattle. There was um, some incidents of because we export cattle overseas, export you know beef overseas, yes, yes. The, um, and the uh, cows um, were mistreated on the ship going to I think it was Indonesia, uh-huh. and so there was a bit of an outcry in Australia um, to you know stop selling cattle to Indonesia because of this. So it does happen, but it's it's not. Um, you know, if a, a cow is, is hurt or injured uh, in Australia, you know, we're not going to start riots. It's just a, a few animal rights activists. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, th- there are groups of people even in, right, in Australia who, who would be resistant to the idea of meat. That's correct. Extreme vegans. They're not. Yeah. Uh, they don't venerate cows as part of the family. I think they just 
want everyone to stop eating meat in general. It's not just it's not just cows. Yeah, it's not just cows. Um, it's it's um, you know all kinds of meat really. I, I guess they had their way. That's what they do. I was just curious, you know, because uh, <laughs> I sort of gathered just one story about a cow being hurt somewhere in India and the the local people going after the person who hurt the cow. Although I'm not really familiar if the person being mentioned in that story was a local who was not Hindu. I'm not sure. I, I'm sorry, Father. I, I, it, just it, 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 it is true. It is true. It is so, true story because if uh, um, normally anybody is actually slaughtering a cow in that particular area, okay, they will okay. be, be hurt by the people. So if the locals know that you're slaughtering a cow in that area somehow, yeah, you're gonna expect some, you know, they will attack. They will attack. Okay, the local people will attack. In certain, not the all in India, but in certain area, they have this extreme yeah, in, in, in certain areas, not not, not all it. over. Yeah, not all over. Well. For example, in Kerala, we have slaughtered cows. We eat meat, no problem. Oh, you you, you you can slaughter cows in Kerala. Kerala, yes. Oh, okay. So, so no, it is not actually the rule all over the India. Certain states in India actually it is prohibited by law. There are certain areas where it's prohibited correct. by law. Correct. correct. Yeah, because there will be travel there. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you would better be aware when you are in India. You have to find out the local law. How about bringing in leather? Is you carry leather with you at the airport. Would that be something that some Indians would consider unacceptable? <laughs> no, no, no. There is no problem with leather. Okay. <laughs> no actually, actually, there are a good, uh, good source of um, leather products in India. And it's very cheap in India. The leather products are cheap in India. There are so many tanneries in India. Okay. Um, and you may feel it funny in India about about three thousand care centers, a cow care centers are there. Any cow is sick or a wounded, they take mm -hmm. care of them as a hospital. So when the when a cow is injured or sick, there's a places for them to take care of them. So special hospital medical facilities that can treat Correct. yeah specifically cows. Correct. to take care of them. It really reminds me of how how people uh, treat dogs, you know. <laughs> yeah, th th that's how I. Is that what it's reminding you of, Nathan? Because you know, dogs are not you know sacred animals, but they're yes, they're, they're not a little bit like cows. They're they're considered to be part of the family because you know they make great pets and they're very loyal. You know, there's that saying, "Dog is a man's best friend." Yeah, and so. Yeah, similar thing, but not with cows. Cows, we just eat. <laughs> Specifically with the consumption of cows as food. Okay, so, Father, I visited an Indian restaurant uh, just recently, and I was yeah. thinking over this same question, and I looked over at their menu, and they didn't have any beef items there. That particular restaurant. And, and it just made me think, okay, we're in the Philippines, when you visit any restaurant here in the Philippines, nine times out of ten, there's beef. You know, we eat beef stew, we eat roast beef, or, you know, Filipinos like that. 
But oh. this particular Indian restaurant, smack dab in the middle of other restaurants, this Indian restaurant didn't. So would that mean, well, most Indian restaurants would not really be serving beef? Is, is, am, I, uh, am I getting that wrong? Concerning the beef, it is not actually allowed in all the areas in India. Some areas are prohibited. But if you go to Kerala, but in the restaurant, if the customer is actually more Hindus are there, they may not have beef there. In the same with the Muslim. Yes, yes. The if there are Muslims the are there, will not be pork, will not be served there. So the basic rule is if you're in a Hindu sort of city or, or a part of India where, where you know the Correct, Hindus yeah. are the predominant population, you can't really eat beef. <laughs> that, 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 that's the that's the rule. <laughs> so it's like people live all their lives without even tasting beef. That's what you're. There are many. Mostly, mostly Indians are actually vegetarians. So a lot of you know a lot of Indians really you know they they don't even know what beef tastes like. That's what you're saying. If you want to eat all this pork and everything, you go to Kerala. <laughs> well, that's good marketing for Kerala. Huh? It's like it's like when you crave for beef in India. It's like let's go to Kerala. That's what we're saying. <laughs> okay, Father. I, I'm not sure if you go to fast food often, but I mean, do they have McDonald's in in Hindu areas in India? Uh, there, there are there are many restaurants now. Fast food are there now. The cities and towns, we can have this restaurant, but uh, in the rural area, we don't have it. How about in the cities? Do, do they serve burgers? In the city, there? They, they, serve. they have restaurants in the, in the city. Do, do they serve burgers there? I mean, burgers are basically just. There is, beef. there is also. Also, oh, so they do serve uh, yes. beef, beef burgers in, yes. in the cities. You uh, mentioned that in Kerala, yeah, it's all right, it's okay to eat beef. Yes. Uh, so when you step out of Kerala, you, you have to do a double take. Uh, really think that where I'm going to may not, uh, it may not be a good idea to bring the beef I have in Kerala with me over there. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's what you're saying. To be safe, not, don't bring the, the beef with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, to be safe. Let it stay Correct. in Kerala. Don't Correct. bring it in. Yeah. Wow. It feels great to know that you're probably enjoying our banter, which is why you're still here with us. We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. Send us your culture questions. We would like you to tell us what you want to talk about, and we will listen. Yes, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. So bring it on. We can take it. And now, back to our program. Nathan, you ever grow up? I never grew up with cows. You, you ever grow up with animals? Uh, in... um, I've had a few pets over the years. Uh, two cats and a few birds. But yeah, that's that's oh. all. Nothing nothing larger than a cat. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's only in uh, on farms and rural areas that you'll see cows. Uh, I presume some people might think of them as pets, but mostly I think so, yeah. they're, yeah. 
the chances are um, it's it's going to be produce. Even if you like the cow and you love the cow, uh, it's probably going to wind <laughs> up in, up. in, in um, someone's hamburger so, sooner or later. So yeah, primarily as meat, also as dairy. Um, dairy. So you know, obviously, dairy cows, dairy cows are um, you know not you know sent off to the slaughter as long as they're producing milk. But you know, I'm not sure what happens to them once yeah, they stop. Yeah, I mean, milk. maybe maybe they are sent off to the abattoir. But yeah, but, yeah, because in your experience, father, when a cow already is too old and they can't produce uh, milk. Uh, they're treated like, well, like elderly members of the household, which means... Actually, not in Kerala, yeah, or the states. In some states, they do that. Those who are still in Kerala, they do that. But not all the states. Not in Kerala. Not in Kerala. You, you, I mean, they, they can be consumed. when okay, They can be consumed, yeah. But in other, you know, as far as you know, in, in other places, they're really not consumed, so... They're treated like a member of the family who's just grown old and right. probably needs to rest peacefully at the end of their lives. Uh, right. That's what I'm thinking. No, it's the same way with dogs, right? Yeah, I mean, if they're um, at a certain age where they're, you know, they're sick and and you know they're they're sort of dying, you know, you will take it to a vet and you know have it, you know, euthanized. But there's an option to euthanize. Yeah, you can euthanize. Dogs and cats. I mean, you can euthanize any animal in Australia, but you know, you you uh, you know, because we love our pets, you know, we we only do it as a, a last resort. So um, no such thing as palliative care for cows, unfortunately, in this country. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if they have palliative care in India for cows, but yeah, that'd be interesting to know. So, you know, you don't cut the life of your pet short out of you know, out of spite. You do that because you care very much for your dog, your cat, or yeah, because we we don't want to see our our pets suffer. So you know, yes, yes. Yeah. I think it could be it could be the same thing in in India, right? Uh, you you really don't want the cow to suffer in any way. So normally, we not any animal this better because of the some people actually believe. In uh, in ahimsa, ahimsa means not uh, not hurt any even animals. Oh, okay, okay. So so not hurt. That's that is any that's animal. A, any animal. Normally here in the Philippines, when you have a household, you you probably have seen it, father. That they normally yes, have yes. Uh, a pig. That yes. that's what's more common here. You you raise a yeah. pig yes. because you can sell it when it's all already grown yes. up. Yeah. So you normally have a pig in the backyard, but. You know, yeah. you you can't get milk from that or, yeah. <laughs> or any ghee or, you know, the, the only reason you have to fatten it up is because you can sell it for a good price. Yeah. When someone has a wedding or <laughs> someone has a has a homecoming and, you know, you take that pig, uh, that hog for food. Actually, this is what, I'm getting to, you know, in the Philippines when you have a dog. <laughs> you probably know this, Father, yeah. Some households, when they have a dog, and they can actually think about serving it for food in special occasions. I'm going to be quite honest about it. 
it's not normal. It's not something you see on every household. You know, in in farms over there, Nathan, in in Australia, I would suppose that for every farm, you probably have a cow that you can slaughter for your own consumption, right? You take care um, of it, or is that uh, yeah, is that it reasonable? happens. I mean, not on not necessarily for special occasions, but you know, given that you know there is you know beef cattle, it's you know going to be sent to an abattoir and slaughtered and, you know, sold either overseas or here in Australia. Um, I'm not sure what the statistics are in terms of how much cattle yes, yes. goes overseas, uh, is exported overseas for profit or how much is sold here and and whether there's more money made overseas or compared to how much money is yes. made here. I'm really not aware of those things. But, um, yeah, so it's basically mostly for profit. But um, on a farm, you could, you know, kill kill your own cow and and eat yeah. it. Um, Would that be imaginable for you, Father? Uh, cow meat also can be used as commercial as consumption. There's nothing wrong in that. Yeah. But only the extreme belief, those who have extreme belief, uh, it is difficult for them to understand. Oh, oh, you're explaining that, you know, there, there really are people who find it difficult to understand. Correct. Why cows are slaughtered for the meat. Correct. Do you see any parallels about that attitude with the same attitude that people have about dog meat? I mean, dogs are are actually consumed in the Philippines. Again, I'm not going to hide that. It's not a regular thing. You don't see it sold in the markets. I haven't eaten dog meat but you know i i know that there have been many celebrations i've gone through where they did serve dog meat and i actually experienced a time when one of my pets was actually killed for the meat i was very young how about what your what's your take on that father uh we all know that the consumption of dogs is really a controversial thing in in many other countries. Yeah. They really don't like it. There that is, is correct because it also can have rabbits in it. Oh, the ra- rabbits. You, yeah. you mean rabbits, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just um, clarify this a bit for Nathan. Nathan, here in the Philippines, there was an announcement from the government that encouraged people to consume rabbit meat. They were saying that there might be a shortage of pork and to replace the proteins that you could get from pork, you could turn to an alternative meat source, which are rabbits. Over here in the Philippines, a lot of people don't like the idea of consuming rabbits. (laughs) That is actually very correct. You can substitute rabbit as a good meat. Rabbit meat is actually better than pork. Uh, and less, less cholesterol. Only sentimental value for, for some people think that it's a, a smell, something it is not properly prepared. <laughs> rabbit, is a, rabbit is a good meat, actually. Most of the time, when you uh, suggest the consumption of rabbit meat to a Filipino, they will always mention Bugs Bunny. You know, you, you can't eat Bugs Bunny because a lot of Filipinos uh, have this memory of you know, the cartoon character Bugs Bunny. And, and they're always saying, you know, you can't eat that. But 
for you, Father, the consumption of rabbits is is totally acceptable for you. Um, acceptable and it is healthy. It is healthy. No problem for that. Yeah, I, I'm going to ask Nathan because I know that in Australia people do eat rabbit meat. Am I, am yeah. I right? Yeah. They do. Um, I've never tried it myself, but um, it's not, again, it's not a sacred yes. animal. You can keep rabbits as pets, but, you know, nobody would object to anyone eating a rabbit. You probably wouldn't eat your, your cute bunny rabbit that you keep as a pet, but... Um, because, you know, you might love it a bit like a dog or a cat, but certainly, yeah, you know, some restaurants might have rabbit on their menu. It's probably fairly rare, but um, you can consume it. It's not considered to be wrong or anything. So, Let me just uh, clarify further. Here in the Philippines, when you own a rabbit, you're considered part of the rich crowd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, father knows that, right? I mean... <laughs> Because here, you have to find a nice, good place for your rabbit pet. You have to give it a lot of uh, uh, ve vegetables for, for its food. And, yeah. and the climate of, of uh, where your rabbit stays should be regulated so it's not overheated because it's a tropical country. You know, yep. you have to be careful where you put the, the rabbit. So it's really something of a very important pet. To Filipinos. <laughs> because normally in the Philippines, rabbits are actually cultured as a, as a pet at home. Yes. But, a, yes. but Not... at the same time, in Bulacan, there are, in Bulacan, there are three or four uh, rabbit farms for meat. It, it's true. They, they, in, in a certain part of the country, someone installed a, a rabbit farm for, yeah. uh, for the harvesting of rabbit meat. Again, you know, I, I have to go back to the question. Uh, given that you know attitudes that clashes, you know, with, with the consumption of dog meat. I mean, Nathan, okay, let me just ask you. Can you ever imagine eating a dog? Um, no. It's, um... <laughs> I know it's, um, yeah, popular in, in other countries. And I know there was a, uh, a festival specifically based around eating dogs. Um, it drew a bit of um, ire online here in Australia. I think somebody started a petition to try and yes. get it stopped. But, you know, my thoughts are, look, you know, in countries where people are starving, we, you've got to do what you've got to do. And, um, you know, here in Australia, we don't object to eating cows, so I don't see why we should object to other countries eating dogs. You know, I, I couldn't imagine doing it myself. And true, I would true. never want to eat a, a, a pet dog, but um, someone's pet. But, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's it's as close as you can get to being taboo in this country would be eating dog, yeah. The, the reason I bring this up and, um, well, Father, Father, you, you haven't eaten dog, have you? Uh, Sorry, I, I just had to ask. I have not eaten any dog, but uh, I know some people are eating dog. I know that, even in the Philippines. Yes, yes. I, I personally know some people eat dog. Not every day. <laughs> no, not every day. Yeah. Actually, it's considered a, a sort of de delicacy. So, you know, I, hearing what Father Jacob said about, you know, how cows are treated in India. 
I personally don't like to eat dog or or rabbit. <laughs> I personally don't. I've I've been diagnosed with diabetes, so I try to stay away from meat as much as possible. But before I was uh, diagnosed, I ate burgers and you know all sorts of beef products. Honestly, after hearing what you mentioned, it just opens my mind if uh, it's actually not too much of a good idea to consume dog. I'm sort of leaning towards the the idea that maybe I should also change my mind about consuming beef. It's like <laughs> I, I could be open to to forsaking beef the way I wouldn't eat dogs or, or rabbits. Eating beef, you should be careful if you have cholesterol, better avoid it. Yes, yes. Another point, you know. Um, okay, let me ask you this, Father. Do you feel that not <laughs> liking beef is actually something good? Because even the World Health Organization, they came out with this um, study that said eating too much red meat can cause cancer or, or, or some other illnesses if, if you eat as often as some people do. According to Ayurvedic principles, there are certain people cannot eat me beef. Okay, For example, okay. those arthritis problem or cholesterol problem shall not eat beef. You're mentioning specific conditions in people Correct. that would be better improved if they stayed away from beef. Correct. Entirely. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and the fat fat in the in, in beef is actually uh, more concentrated than any other fat. Oh, oh uh, in comparison with other types of meat, uh, beef might have more of the unhealthy elements in the in, uh, in uh, beef. Sorry, elements. Yeah, unhealthy elements. Correct. It also can uh, promote a pain in the knee and other pain, body pain. Those have arthritis. Actually, avoid beef according to Ayurvedic principles. Normally, I do not eat beef. I cannot say I do not eat meat, but normally I don't eat. <laughs> I, with us, beef is getting a bad rap, but uh, I want to get uh, what Nathan thinks about. about. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any misgivings about eating meat, uh, any meat really. Um, although, you know, um, trying to cut down a little bit just again, as um, Father Nalian said, you know, for health reasons. So I... I don't have oh. it sort of every single day, but, you know, I might eat it a few times a week. But, you know, it, <laughs> I have heard that it can increase cholesterol and it can have, you know, can be a little bit detrimental to your health if you eat too much of it. So, yeah, I, I cut down a little bit lately. But generally, when, when you visit the supermarkets there, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's so yeah. easy to get a slab of beef. <laughs> yep, it's still uh, it's uh, still on the menu, yep. Hi, we're glad that you're enjoying our episode up to this point. But we would also like to know what you think. What other stuff would you like us to discuss in the future? We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. And by the way, if you want to rate us on whatever platform you're on, please, please go ahead. And now, back to our program. I, I actually like to ask the viewers and the listeners, you know, your own opinion on this. Uh, uh, another thing, aside from the health 
uh, implications of it. Um, I uh, heard, or or it's been bandied about, even by animal activists in Australia, mm-hmm. that the industry of beef releases, well, methane. That's what they said. <laughs> it releases methane, which is actually flatulence. You know, their flatulence actually contributes to global warming. But, Wait, wait. It's not just the flatulence. It's like even having to operate a slaughterhouse, you're using fossil fuels, you know, you're 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 transporting them. The whole industry of beef, I'm not sure if you agree with what the environmentalists say about that, but for me it's just another I don't want to call it a nail in the coffin for eating beef, but it's just another consideration I have now. For beef consumption, <laughs> it's like I, I have to think when I look at beef, I sort of get to think, well, maybe by eating a lot of this, I'm going to make it worse for for the weather next year. <laughs> How about you, Nathan? You, Australian beef is actually uh, very popular everywhere. How does uh, that strike yeah, it you? Is. It's uh, you know, a fairly large export. Um, yes. So... And yes, I've heard those um, stories about, uh, you know, beef and, you know, particularly their, their flatulence causing yes. uh, climate issues. Um, yeah. It hasn't stopped people from eating them, though. So, you know, I, 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 um, I don't know what will happen in the future then. You know, I don't know whether um, people are going to be prepared to give up their eating habits to save the planet. So. To to be more like in to, to be more like Indians, yeah. You, you don't see it, you know, really happening, you know. I, I don't think it's gonna catch on, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean we're just being honest here, right? I mean Exactly right. Yeah, yeah it's true, it's true. Uh, how about you, Father? Do, do you have that sentiment that Indians like you, maybe you do have a point. I mean you're not you're not really into beef that much, right? That do is you correct. do you think it's really useful for the world. Do, do you have that sentiment? You know, the idea better that... you learn better you learn how to eat rabbit. <laughs> yeah. I would also like to ask the audience, you know, wherever you may be. I mean, we all have these different biases. We some of us don't like to eat dog, some of us don't like to eat rabbit. Most of us would like to eat beef, but you have to take a step back and consider. Yeah. That there are people who don't actually like eating beef. <laughs> who absolutely detest beef the way that you detest dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't. They, yeah. they actually think that eating beef. Yeah. So if you invite an Indian over to your house, for example, I mean, is it uh, safer to just hold back on the beef? I mean, just don't. You can you can avoid beef, or you can ask are you. Are you really eating beef or not? You can clarify first. Oh, okay, okay. So it's better to just ask first. Yeah, not an insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> because it could be taken as an insult. Yeah, okay. But you know, Nathan, I won't imagine asking any person from your area of the world if you would like to eat dog. You know, honestly, I don't. I can't imagine myself asking you. <laughs> no, I've, I've never been like, asked it. No, I don't know anyone yeah. in Australia who would ask it because yeah. it's just understood that, you know, yeah, no one in Australia would eat it. And, you know, I don't think anyone in or, Australia would, would offer it either. <laughs> if I'm having an Australian over for a visit, 
I wouldn't absolutely ask them if you would like to sample dog meat. And for me well, to be you safe, could, you could probably ask, but um, <laughs> you could ask, but the, the, I'm pretty sure they'll say no. You know, you, yeah. you're only going to get. Um, there might be one or two curious people who who may try <laughs> it, but try. Um, pretty unlikely. <laughs> I, uh, we would like to get uh, what your audiences think about what we discussed. I, I see beef meat all the time in the market, and. And having talked to father right now, it's given me a new perspective on cows. <laughs> How about you, Nathan? Oh, there's lots of uh, very interesting things uh, I've learned uh, about, you know, India in general and the culture. Um, as much as anything about about cows, you know, I was aware that, um, you know, cows were, you know, pretty sacred. I certainly wasn't aware that they, they weren't gods that they were just sort of like yes. considered part of the family that's something that's new to me um yeah lots of interesting things there i didn't know but um generally generally it doesn't, yeah, I, I, kind it doesn't of, I kind of have uh, a bit of a respect for i kind of have uh, a bit of a newfound respect for cows but, but just just not enough to stop eating them hey? yeah, yeah yeah just just not enough to to bend your uh Eating habits. <laughs> Not yet, no. We'll see you in the future. You never know. <laughs> how about how about dogs? Uh, do you? Do you uh, um, I mean, from yeah, based look, on I'm, what? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's, it's still it's still a real no no. I, I really yeah, think. I, I don't think I could, I could I could do it. But you know, like <laughs> even though it's 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 pretty much a taboo to eat dog in Australia. You know, I really don't object to people eating it in other countries. I mean, in some yeah, countries, yeah. people are so poor, they've got to eat what they can get. So, and, you know, even uh, in places where it's not taboo, it's, it's just part of their culture. So, you know, I'm going, I'm going to, you know, treat them with, with as much grace as I can, uh, I can. So if you don't want to eat something, don't eat it. Uh, don't judge other people if they do eat it. That's that's all. all oh good. yeah, I I like what you say. And <laughs> after all, you know, I eat things that they consider sacred. You know, after this podcast is over, I'm going to go and have roast pork for dinner. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> as for me, uh, I I'm still a bit resistant about eating rabbit, father. But but you know, <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I'll I'll, I'll Try to give it a thought, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, Father, uh, wh what can you tell us about what you are operating? Uh, it's a clinic in, uh, in yeah. here in the Philippines. <clears throat> it is actually a holistic healing center. A uh, holistic healing center, holistic yes. Holistic healing center. Mm -hmm. And we have two specialties. One is for treating cancer. Another one is for eye problems. Oh, for treating cancer is one of your specialties. Oh, yes, cancer. I guess your clinic and your practice, you know, you have a presence on the net. So it's best if we put it on our description so okay. that if anyone would be curious, you know, about, about Ayurveda and your practice, it'd be easier for them to find it. Anyone okay. listening or viewing okay. our program, yeah. Concerning the cow, you are talking about the cow, those who have cholesterol, uh -huh. And uh, even diabetic avoid beef because the, the, the fat is very <laughs> heavy. Many men don't know that the diabetic people also need uh, insulin to digest fat. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, diabetics uh, find it hard to digest fat. Right, right. It's yeah. true, it's true. <laughs> Thank you for those words, Father. I'm gonna, I am going to eat some vegetarian burger now. Because this is my second meal of the day. <laughs> it was such a nice discussion, Father. We really appreciate it. We want you here next time if you have other questions. And um, okay, okay, we're always welcome. I hope, I, I hope, uh, you know, the both of you had a great time. And to the listeners slash uh, viewers, please do send us whatever you think because we really, really appreciate that. Uh, send Father your questions if you have questions about uh, Indian culture or Ayurveda or what he just mentioned earlier about uh, his holistic treatment. Uh, but basically, that's it. Uh, we hope you have a nice day and see you next time on Unshocked. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again in another unshocking episode. Our participants were myself, Reggie, Nathan Wilson, and Father Jacob Nyalia. Father Jacob, as mentioned earlier, manages Sanhi Ayurveda Center. If you would like to get in touch with Father Jacob, the contact details to his clinic are in the description. Again, thanks, Father. You can contact Unshocked over on our email and our social media channels. This episode was edited and mixed by myself, Reggie. And our wonderful music, as always, was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Thank you very much for your generosity, sir. If you liked our program, please rate us and subscribe to us. And yes please do share Unshocked with all your friends. We're open to all your comments, opinions, and suggestions on future episodes. Keep yourselves posted for episode 3, where we will be answering a new question. Uh, hello there. Um, this is Ramil from the Philippines. I'm curious about the quality of care being given to the elderly in, let's say, these nursing homes in the West. Because the only idea that uh, many of us who do not live in the U.S. or in any other Western country is that the elderly there are not getting the proper quality care. So I'm just wondering, uh, what do you think of the quality of care that is be the, being given there? Until then, let's all keep getting unshocked.